All right, all right, all right. Here we go. Welcome to Across the Middle. I am Bob Berry, along with my co-host, Christopher Hoover. How's Chicago treating you, Hoover? I tell you what, it feels like spring. Everybody <laughs> here is amped. We had St. Patrick's Day yesterday. People are out and about. COVID doesn't exist. Things are great. St. Patty's Day yesterday? Is that mm -hmm. real? It's real. Okay. We dyed the river green. Well, how about that? That's awesome. All right. Well, to, uh, this week's going to feel a little different because I'm behind the wheel. And so uh, get ready for a bumpy ride. Uh, we got our guest host. Uh, he is the defending fantasy football champion of our league. He <laughs> is my favorite Bills Mafia member, Eric Rafino. Welcome to the pod. Hey, guys. How's it going? It is going. It is going. Are you excited to be on the pod? Um, first so, pod? Yes, it is. That was an amazing introduction. I, I forget sometimes that I won that league. Um, I'm still waiting on my trophy, but uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm stoked to be here. We'll, uh, I'll tell you what, I'll get in touch with someone about that trophy. I'll yeah, make sure you get that because that's embarrassing. All right. Yeah, I know. Um, Who's this the commission, week, anyways? <laughs> yeah, who is that commission? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, this week we're going to be doing the AFC East. And so, uh, we got Eric on for the Bills, and then Hoobie's a huge Pats fan, and since he wanted to uh, ramble on for a long, long time about the Pats, that's why I'm uh, hosting this week. So let's, uh, let's get into it. We're going to start with the Buffalo Bills. We'll go in alphabetical order. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, they got uh, around seven and a half cap space to work with. That puts them at a 23rd rank, which is, I mean, tw seven and a half, that's maybe one good player and rank wise obviously that's below the average but that's still something still something the league average is around 16 mil so less than that but um before we go forward let's uh look at how they did in the past who how they do these last two years well in 2019 their offense was 21st and some people myself included questioned if Josh Allen was the quarterback moving forward, which love to hear your thoughts on that, Eric, in a second. Mm -hmm. And they finished seventh on defense in 2019. And in 2020, they brought on Brian Dable and their offense took a huge jump. They went from 21st to fifth and they were 12th on defense. Uh, their record over the last two years were pretty consistent, both over 10 wins. And this team's in a great spot. Yeah, I would agree. I think they're in a pretty great spot. I'm I'm interested to hear what Eric has to say. Eric, as far as those drafts, those last two drafts, do any of those players stand out as like, yep, we really nailed it? Or do you feel the other way, perhaps? Um, it's kind of hard. Like, so the Ed Oliver pick a couple of years ago was like, you know, he was super hyped up. I was really excited that he fell to us there. It's kind of hard to to judge an interior de a defensive lineman like that. But I still think he's, you know, he was kind of like a liken to uh, uh, our buddy over there on the Rams. Uh, but Aaron, Donald. Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. But um, yeah, that's not yet happened. Um, the rest of that draft in 19, you know, Cody Ford was hurt last year, but he was okay. I think before that, um, you know, kind of, a, a plug and play kind of guy at right guard or right tackle um, Singletary, you know, kind of remains to be seen. I think with him uh, bringing in Zach Moss last year to uh, our offensive line seems to get better for run blocking, I think, but 
Yeah, other than that, I guess Gabe Davis going to have to step up this year with John Brown leaving. Um, so I think, you know, he showed a lot of really good flashes last year and he got eight touchdowns um, as a rookie. So that was impressive. But other than that, I guess Epineza can step up on the edge as well. Um, but I guess it just comes down to trusting Brandon Bean and, and McDermott to to nail these picks once again this year. So, you know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I- I love the way they've uh, actually been building the team. They've kind of had uh, an analytics approach to it. There's, there may be one of the five teams that have been, it seems like heavy on the analytics side. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that and along with consistency and coaching, you know, we're keeping both our coordinators this year. Uh, I think that's huge. Uh, I know there was a lot of buzz about Dable going somewhere else, either to the, uh, the Chargers were the favorite contender, I think, for him. But, yeah, analytically, I guess, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens this year. Um, I guess we'll talk about it later, what, what might happen in the draft this year. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy with what they've done. So, yeah, how could you not? They went 13-3. and three. Yeah. Um, When I was making our, our sheet, we're looking up. I had a couple candidates for them to cut and two of them actually have already come true. How do you feel about these cuts? Both uh, John Brown, the wide receiver, and then Quentin Jefferson, the, the interior defense alignment. Yeah. Uh, John Brown kind of hurts a little bit. I wasn't as high on him as everybody. I feel like he was kind of like, you know, the kickstart to where we're at now, um, you know, getting to the playoffs in 19, you know, where he's our true number one, even though he's not really a true number one, but um it hurts to see him go. I think he was a good locker room guy. Quinn Jefferson, you know, I'd rather have the money. Uh, you know, we kind of use some of that cash, I think, to uh, bring back Milano and, and a couple other guys, Daryl Williams. Um, so I feel like a guy like Jefferson is easily replaceable. We'll see if Gabe Davis can step up and kind of replace that John Brown role. Um, yeah, it hurts to see him go. He was a cool guy. Yeah, I think he did well for you, but I mean, it made sense yeah, to me. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You're, you're saving almost $8 million for the cut. Um, yeah. And uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, because we touched on it last uh, pod with Jordan and the Vikings, was the Stefan Diggs trade. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I gave my opinion, and then we heard Jordan's. Hoove, I don't think you, we've heard your opinion on it. Okay, uh, so my opinion is the majority of people think the trade was a win-win, and Unfortunately to say, I actually think the Vikings got a home run in terms of I would much rather have Jefferson over Diggs moving forward, albeit as, as good as like a, a trade could be for you all. It's nice that Diggs was incredible. I still think it, it was no win-win. I think it was a, a landslide for the Vikings, um, which I hate to say because I don't want to, you, you're on and I don't want to like upset you, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts if you would rather have Jefferson or Diggs or you just have. Oh, wow. I mean, how could you not want to have Diggs? I mean, I get, you know, the rookie contract and everything for Jefferson. Um, I, I'd rather have Diggs. I mean, he led the league in receptions. He totally transformed our offense. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I, I do like Jefferson a lot. Um, I wouldn't call it a landslide, you know. I, I do have I'm another happy. potential trade. Yeah, um, I do have another potential kind of similar trade with the Vikings, which would be kind of funny uh, <laughs> I don't know if you want to go there yet. But it would involve our first round pick and uh, 
Danielle Hunter. What uh, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, just, uh, <laughs> don't, Ooh, don't worry about that. teasing. It. Don't worry about teasing. Yeah, it. okay, got? okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it'd be uh, I don't know what else we would have to package, either future first or something, but to get Daniel Hunter a uh, defensive end would be incredible. Uh, yeah, that would help. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Diggs, I, I love the guy. He, it seems like he really wants to be here. Um, he puts in the work with Josh. We'll see what happens with Jefferson. Obviously, he was, he was probably the, the best uh, rookie wide receiver last year by quite a bit. But Can I counter the trade that you proposed? Sure. sure. So would you rather do that, or would you rather have Dalvin Cook and you throw in Zach Moss in a first? Mm. You think you I mean, think I love Dalvin, Dalvin Cook's Cook. worth a first? Yeah, I was going to say, I love Dalvin Cook, but not, not with his injuries. Not. I mean, I know it's the 30th pick, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I would, I would decline that immediately. Not because I don't think Dalvin Cook's great. I do. I think he is great. But Zach Moss is on a rookie deal. He's affordable. Dalvin Cook, this yeah. team already is strapped for cash. Dalvin Cook's going to take up all that cash, and you're giving up a first, which I don't believe you should draft running backs in the first anyway. What do you guys think? Just a thought. Yeah, I would, I would probably not do it, but I think <laughs> I asked because the Bills neither improve their running game. They tried two years in a row, and they basically yeah. wasted two picks doing it. Um, and I wouldn't call it a waste. Well, this They're both team serviceable. is This team is like a great player away from being in the Super Bowl, and I think upgrading from Zach Moss, Devin Singletary to Dalvin Cook, who's a top five running back in the league, it could make that type of a difference, especially with Gabe Davis taking another leap forward. That's why I asked. But uh, Daniil Hunter is another great uh, player to bring in in exchange for your first. I kind of like you just plucking all the Vikings good players, (laughs) giving them draft picks. (laughs) Please them. Go ahead, Eric. Thanks. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if it would be enough to get him. I don't know if it would take other picks um, or another player in return, but yeah, uh, he's kind of like the ideal situate, like ideal player to, to plug into our defense, to take to the next level. I think, uh, you know, Jerry Hughes is getting old. Is he good? Yeah. He's, I guess he is getting solid, old. but he is getting up there. Um, yeah. It would, it would help. It would definitely help that defense. Yeah. But uh, this... to, to, to wrap up that Stefan Diggs uh, Jefferson, Stefan Diggs did rank as the fourth wide receiver on PFF, and Jefferson was the second best wide receiver. So, I mean, both elite, but Jefferson was a rookie on a rookie deal and mm-hmm. technically outperformed him. What do you got, Hoop? I was going to say, uh, you have a burning question for this team, and yeah, it's, so... it's kind of a nice segue into what Eric just brought up. Yeah, so I, I uh, wanted to add a segment, which is a burning question. I think the most, the thing that strikes me about each team as we're talking about it. So my burning question was, with little to no cap space, how or where does this team improve to win the Super Bowl? Because they're one of the teams that I think is legitimately in contention for the Super Bowl, and they were close last year, but... How do you take that next step when you don't really have money to play with? I, I have an idea. So I haven't. So going on, if you were to do a trade like Eric proposed, where you throw in your first round pick and you get an elite player like Daniel Hunter from the Vikings, I think a player that you could throw in there where you'd make the contracts work would be Mario 
Addison, who's your fifth highest paid player, making $10 million a year. I mean, you would have to, the Vikings would be able to take on a type of contract like that and you would spend a first and you would also be able to make it fit under the cap. So I love this idea of exchanging a late first round pick for an elite player. If you're able to tag or throw in one of these stars or high paid players who are not stars. What do you think, Eric? I mean, I would be all for it. I, at the back end of the draft, you know, it's basically a second round pick. I, I don't know if it gets it done sending over Addison. Maybe I think he took a slight cut, like around $2 million uh, cut yesterday, I think. Okay. Um, so it might not be quite at 10, but still, you know, I don't think he's worth that. Con- I think it was a three-year contract he was on mm. um, around 30 million. So, you know, I'd be all for it. I don't know the, the details on Hunter's contract right now. I think he's what, 25 or 26. I think he's older. You know, still an elite guy. If, if sending over that 30, 30th pick gets it done, I'm all for it. Um, you know, otherwise, you know, we're kind of in a situation now um, after bringing back Milano, uh, signing Daryl Williams. You know, we, we're kind of in the spot where we could take the best player available at 30. You know, if that's if one of the edge guys falls or one of the corners falls, um, you know, I'm happy to do that. If it's Etienne there, you know, talk about trading for a guy like Cook. Yes. Yeah. Etienne. Travis Etienne. <laughs> uh, you know, Daniel we'll Hunter is seven, uh, just under 18 mil. Okay. Yeah. So we would have to send somebody back uh, this year. So I, I, ideally, I would love it, but I don't know if it happens. I don't know if it's on it, Brandon Bean's mind at all, but. Do you cool. do you think they need to improve the running game to legitimately win the Super Bowl? I mean, they're a team that throws on first and second down more than maybe any other team. So they they're going for those early pre you know screens and stuff. Do you think they need to improve the running game? Because after their playoff loss, they said they need to be able to run the ball better. Yeah, I think absolutely. Um, I, I I don't know if it's as much you know Singletary and, and Moss's fault that offensive line just could not block the run at all. We are okay in the pass blocking department, but when, you know, we come out and throw the ball 80% of the time, it's just like, you know, defense can prepare for it. I know Josh can run, uh, kind of create some stuff on his own, but yeah, just being able to dominate the middle and, and run the ball, it, you have to be able to do it. I know the league is all passing and all quarterbacks now, but I still think you've got to be able to run. So I agree. I agree. Can I ask you a question about Josh Allen really quick? Sure. So I mentioned at the top from 20 at the end of 2019, I was lukewarm on him. And in Mm -hmm. 2020, he completely proved me wrong. Mm -hmm. Two questions. Where's a in 2019, were there any doubts? And then B in 2020, um, like (laughs) where do, where do you see him as a, as a top tier quarterback moving forward in terms of ranking? Yeah. So when we drafted him, I was, you know, lukewarm. I was like, you know, that year where we had Rosen and Darnold and, and everybody else who went in that first round. I don't want to say he was my least favorite, but he was close. Um, and when, when we got on the clock at seven, um, I was expected to hear Josh Rosen. And at the time, I probably would have been happier, but really glad how things turned out. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that first year he was at like 
I think 52% completion. Uh, 19, he went up to like 58. And this year he was at almost 70. So like whatever he's been doing, I know he's been training with, uh, is it Jesse Palmer or Jordan Palmer as a quarterback instructor? Uh, not our coach, but yeah, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's kind of blown everybody's expectations out of the water. Um, it's, it's phenomenal. Uh, it feels great to have a, a quarterback who likes to play here and wants to be here. Um, uh, you know, in terms of ranking him, you know, he actually was second in MVP votes this year behind Rogers mm-hmm. with like three or four votes, I think. <laughs> um, so that was really cool to see. Um, you know, I don't think he's quite there with, with Mahomes or Rogers or even Wilson, uh, yet. You know, he's still super young. He finally got some uh, talented receivers on the outside. Um, you know, if it's another piece away, we'll see um, what happens in in the draft and the rest of free agency. But, you know, I'm, I'm super stoked. He's – if I had to have, you know, a young quarterback, I, I don't see how he could go away from Josh Allen. I mean, he's – he can do everything. So, yeah. Especially for the Bills. Like, talk about a, a- – player who embodies the city he's such a badass and bill's mafia loves him um yeah i I can tell you as a pats fan i'm scared shitless of him Um, (laughs) and i I think it's a great pick for you guys and it's funny looking at what we would do if we were the gm and then we're like Mm -hmm. oh josh rosen's our guy and then thank god we're not (laughs) right yeah because alan's incredible and um you guys got a great quarterback i'm i'm happy for you yeah, that's great. Do you think uh, when he signs his eventual new contract, he's going to set the uh, the new bar? I I don't know. I, it'd be you know what Mahomes at what like forty five a year, I think. It was a lot, something yeah, like that. I think it was around forty five on average over like ten years, and he made like a billion dollars or something. Yeah, so, something uh, weird like that with signing bonuses yeah. and stuff. And all those Bose commercials, um, <laughs> State Farm, whatever else is on. I, I, I don't know. I I think Brandon Bean said that we're going to wait till – I think he wanted to extend him this year. Um, I think with the uh, lower cap number this year, I think they're going to probably wait uh, another year. We'll see. We do have the fifth-year option, I think, is like $23 million for his fifth year. Yeah. After that, you know – do you franchise tag him? Do you just extend it? I, I, they've talked about it before where they want to go ahead and, and lock him down for a long term. Forty, I think Watson's at like 39 a year. I would say somewhere around there, maybe not quite up to Mahomes' is 45, but 40 a year. Yeah, it's probably going to be pricey. Going to make the rest of that roster a little, a little tougher to fill I know. out. I hate that. But, all right, let's move on to the Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins have $27 million to play with, so that's that's quite a bit. Puts them at 11th as far as the rank. How'd they do uh, the last two years? Who? Well, in 2019, they were destined to tank for Tua, oddly enough, and um, they actually had a better season than a lot of people expected going 5-11, and 11, but their offense was finished. They finished 28th, their defense 32nd. And it was a huge first year for Brian Flores, um, instilling a, a win-first mentality, which I'm going to disagree with in a second. And in 2020, they finished 18th on offense, 11th on defense, and took a huge leap. And were 10 and six. Uh, 
And the last couple of drafts were not too bad. So in 2019, Christian Wilkins in the first round, uh, they drafted Michael Dieter, I believe, in the third round. And then Miles Gaskin in the seventh round. And anytime you hit on a fifth, sixth, or seventh round player um, as a starter, that's a huge bonus. And then in 2020, they had a slew of picks. They had three firsts, two seconds, a third, and a fourth. And they addressed a lot of positions that I like to address in those in those rounds. Um, but the headliner of them all is, is Tua, which I'm sure we'll discuss in a second. Yeah, I don't know if uh, Gaskins is a hit hit. I still, because right now I would think running back might be a position they draft to try to upgrade it. I think he might mm-hmm. actually be a rotation guy. I know he's he was the starter and is the starter currently, but I I think uh, talent-wise he's he's not quite starter level. But. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Tua, Tua is an interesting one in, in this last draft, the one they just did, because if he doesn't work out, I, that draft looks a lot worse. I mean, if they, he ends up being good, that draft they're going to say was awesome. We nailed it. We got our guys. But it doesn't work, which brings me to my burning question. Do you develop to a trade for a quarterback, namely Watson probably, or do you take a chance this year with the number three pick in the draft that was gifted to you by the Texans and draft a quarterback this year? What do you think, Eric? I'll let you go first. Yeah, I <clears> – <throat> I like Tua. I know what he did at Alabama was awesome. Um, I think you need to give him another year to uh, draft him a weapon this year. If you want Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith there at the third pick. Uh, I think he needs more time. He didn't really have all the assets he needed there. You know, it's tough when you see a guy like Justin Herbert absolutely ball out. Uh, some debate about whether he should have been taken there. Uh, I don't know. I, if I'm a Dolphins fan, I, I want I want to to work out. You spend a whole year tanking for him. Um, you know, if you, if you were to go ahead and trade for Watson, I wouldn't be mad at that either. Um, I don't know how the money would work out there uh, or what, you know, what right. assets it would take yeah, to yeah, get yeah. him. Um, but if we drafted a guy at three and I'm a Dolphins fan, you know, if it's Fields or Wilson, whoever's there at three, I'd be pretty upset. You know, then you just have this asset sitting, one of them sitting on the bench. Uh yeah. yeah, that's I'm, if you're a fan. But what if you were the GM? <laughs> true, you're... true, true. Um, I, I, you got to give Tua another another shot. I know with Fitzpatrick coming in and bailing him out and stuff, kind of making him look bad. But, you know, he's a rookie guy coming off a serious injury. Not the best weapons. You know, I, I'm sticking to my guns and staying with Tua for another year at least. Is Fitzmagic the least appreciated quarterback in the NFL. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> the guy the guy just wins and nobody nobody wants him. Like god, I hate winning. We got to replace this guy. Yeah, yeah, he's almost mm-hmm. too good. They keep trying they keep signing him as like, you know, the transition quarterback or the tanking quarterback and he just wins too many damn games. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love Fitzmagic. Who yeah. what do you think? Okay, so when I think of teams in my division, I think, what would I be most scared of? So if, if I'm, a, as a huge Pats fan, I'm thinking of the Dolphins, I'm like, I am most scared if they trade for Watson. If they trade for Watson with the cap they have available, he's going to take a chunk of it, but I still think it gives them options to uh, 
get some receivers uh, in either free agency or with some late draft picks they have. And they won 10 games last year without Watson. I think they would be easily a playoff contender with Watson, and that would scare me the most. Uh, I personally also am not a huge fan of Tua. I would I try to move off him as quickly as possible. So if I were to rank the three options, develop Tua, trade for Watson, or draft a quarterback in the third with the third pick, uh, priority number one, trade for Watson. Priority number two, develop Tua, and then uh, take a quarterback with the third pick. Okay, so number one's trade for Watson. Yeah. So hypothetically, you're on you're on the phone, you're talking to the Texans, and they're you know they're taking the bait a little bit. What 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 do they ask from you to where you actually say no? Like how much is too much? Where from the Miami Dolphins you go, ah, oh, we can't part with that much. Yeah, if they if they ask for Tua, the third overall pick, the 18th pick, and a first next year, I think that's too much. So that's three first, one of them being incredibly high, and Tua, who was a a, a top five pick last year. In my opinion, that's too much. So. If that's where your line is, I don't think you're getting Watson. Well, then I'm going to get Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Eric? Yeah. I, so you're giving up to a three eighteen and a next future first. first time. It's a lot. I mean, it's too hard to trade for these, you know, a proven guy like Watson. I know his contract's a little crazy, but you know, he's proven he's, you know, easily a top five quarterback in the league. He's young uh i don't know if it helps or hurts that he wants out of houston i mean their their whole management situation seems like probably the worst in the league um i don't know i i if i'm miami and i i don't think it's going to work with tua i i have no problem giving up 318 to a maybe a you know a future first hurts but if you're going to get watson you're going to win 12 games you know it's a later pick i don't know yeah, it's it's tough because it, it, you're possibly mortgaging your future if you exactly. trade for him, even right. though he's young and he will help you for years to come. Like, ah, you're gonna have to give up a lot. In which case, uh, I don't know. It's tough. Are any of those picks that they have right now from Houston? Is 18 Houston's pick? No, number three is Houston. Three, or sorry, three is Houston's pick. How yeah. funny is that that they would just give their pick back? Yeah, <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's crazy. <laughs> Larry right, Tunsil so, did not work out. We, we right? wanted to. <laughs> How embarrassing is that, though, for Houston? That <laughs> they were trying yeah. to be good and they finished. With the Can I get my own pick back, please? Yeah. I will say if Houston traded Watson and I was then playing a video game, NFL head coach, mm-hmm. I would play Houston every time because it's like the, it's like the impossible challenge. Can you yeah. get them to be good again? <laughs> like you don't have picks. Well, you would after the trade, but. You got the maybe the one of the worst rosters after you trade away Watson. Yeah, agreed. Bad. They just right, signed so, a couple guys though. I think didn't they sign Ingram and Kirksey? That's possible, but for they the did. sake of me not knowing so, who they signed, we're going to ignore those signs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, kidding. why would you, as a player, cut why that would you out? Go cut there? it out. <laughs> <laughs> um. So my problem with Miami, as somebody who does not watch many or isn't really interested in Miami games, but I live in Florida, so it's like the game that's on all the time. Why is Miami so boring? They're so boring. They're like the Patriots, but, you know, not as good. And they just are boring. 
how do you make them not boring? Or is it even a bad thing that they're boring? Is that why they were actually good last year? Uh, so yeah, that's because they were, that's why they were good. Uh, they also have a lot of Patriots coaches, Josh Boyer, who's their defensive coordinator came from new England. Brian Flores was their defensive coordinator the year prior also came from new England. Um, but I think it's also because they started Ryan Fitzpatrick. You think so? Fitzmagic? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They also don't have any weapons. Uh, we talked about their starting running back being a seventh round pick, Miles Gaskin in 2019. Uh, Devontae Parker is their best receiver because Preston Williams is always hurt. They just don't really have many weapons. They're not like a huge splash team. They just kind of move the ball and play solid defense and finishes uh, at a 10 to 6 season. Yeah, just missed the playoffs. I probably that stung for those Miami fans. They thought they were doing it. He was the future coach of the year, and then they just kind of fell off a cliff there at the end. Mm-hmm. How good is Brian Flores? You think he's awesome? Yeah, he, is he yeah. going to be the coach that finally makes uh, away from the Belichick tree and succeeds? Yeah, Detroit thought they had it in Matt Patricia. <laughs> nope. the The mastermind <laughs> I... on the defense was Brian Flores, and he was such a great coach from the start of his tender with the Patriots from him leaving. I always thought he was one of the better assistant coaches that we've had. Um, as good as Josh McDaniels is on offense, I think he was a better defensive coordinator. I got gotcha. you. All right. Well, let's say presumably they keep Tua and they keep all their draft picks and they have $27 million to play with. And you're the GM. How do you build this team going forward? I try to trade the third round the third overall pick move back and collect a uh, late first, a second or a third, just anything additional picks similar to what they had last year. So they had three firsts, just two seconds and a third. I think with a team like this, you just try to put as many bodies on the team as possible who are, are high draft picks because they have a good coaching staff to develop players. And they also have unfortunately a lot of holes to fix. So I think they just target as many people as possible and hope they hit. Eric, what do you got? So, I don't know. It's, it's a tough roster. Like like you said, they are really boring. Uh, <laughs> Tua doesn't bring that excitement that he had in college for whatever reason. I don't know if it's, you know, just the bright lights of being in the NFL. Um, it's the receiving core that he doesn't have. He need, yeah. yeah. He just so, needed all of Alabama's roster to come with him. And then exactly. He'd be excited. So, do you take one of those guys or the – either Devonte Smith at three. I like the idea of moving back. If you can find a partner to trade back with, um, if the not, Patriots, the Patriots are, are answering your phone dolphins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you could get Waddle at 18, which I don't think he lasts that long. I think that'd be amazing. Yeah. You definitely, I guess is three too high for Smith or chase. Probably. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, probably. Um, so I think, um, I think Jamar chase is, it is worth the third overall pick. If, there weren't four quarterbacks who should go top four. Right. So if you can trade three back and get like um, Eagles pick and some change, then th- that's something I would look at. I like that. I still think there's enough uh, places on the roster for Miami that they could even go back as far as eight and still be able to fill a need. Yeah. Um, and to kind of highlight why we are not so high on Tua, he did rank as the 31st best quarterback last year. So mm-hmm. he, he's just good enough to be considered a starting quarterback and not much else. But he's young. He could improve. I don't know. 
I'm not I'm not sold on him. If Same. I was a Miami fan, and I'd probably uh I'd love to see somebody else behind center, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. Let's move on. Let's let's do the Jets. Unless you guys had anything else you wanted to touch on there. No, I'm good. No, All man. right. So the Jets. Um, we did a pod earlier where we talked about the Jags, and at the time the Jags had the first uh, the most cap space to uh, spend, but that had. That crown has since been moved to the Jets. <laughs> they have 67 mil. Puts them at first overall in terms of cap space situation. Who how they uh, how they look last uh, two years? Uh, horrible, and <laughs> mostly because of Adam Gase. And talk about a, a transition from dull, boring Adam Gase to Robert Sala, who brought his. Okay, before we go into the the stats and the, and the record. The, the, one of the stupidest things to me is when a coach is so amped up, they need some moron to hold him back. Do you guys ever see this? Like all the time. It's the stupidest thing. Like you're not aware enough to know you can't cross this line. You need mm-hmm. some adult pulling you back on a leash. Uh, well, the, the guy who does that for Robert horrible. Sella is horrible is... all the time in college. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking I love to hate Sweeney. Him. Yeah. Love to hate him. It's so dumb. Uh, anyways, the guy who pulls Robert Sala back is is coming with him um, <laughs> to the Jets, which is just the stupidest thing and such a Jets thing. What to, is his title? I don't even know. I think he's just like <laughs> just the hold guy. <laughs> he's like, don't get us a was it ten yard penalty? That's so incredible. Stupid. Anyways, I think his title has to be coach's assistant. Yeah, yeah. Coach that's assistant. literally all he does. <laughs> coach and one thing. Uh, I hate it. Okay. Uh, 2019, they finished 32nd on offense. And again, Adam Gase was an offensive coach. Uh, Mm -hmm. 11th on defense, not too bad. In 2020, 31st on offense and 21st on defense. Their record in 2019 was 7-9. and Their record in 2020 was 2-14. And And their drafts have been decent, I think. Uh, Quinnen Williams, defensive tackle in 2019, who's a starter, and he's arguably their second to third best player on defense. Makai Becton was hurt for a portion of last year, but I like him as a tackle. A huge, huge, huge fan of Denzel Mims in the second round of last year's draft. And then they have LaMichael Pirine, who is a potential starting running back this year. Although if that's the case for the Jets, I think they did this offseason pretty poorly. Yeah, I would agree. I I would go ahead. Sorry, sorry. one of the cool things is they brought Miles Austin as, as their wide receiver coach, which is so I love cool. That. I love when former players become mm-hmm. coaches, especially smart ones like that. Uh, forgot to mention for the Dol- for the Dolphins, Charlie Fry is their offensive coordinator, who is a former quarterback <laughs> as well. Um, oh, yeah. But anyways, uh, kicking back to you, Bob. Uh, that actually makes me think the Buckeyes, we got Brian Hartline as our wide cool. receivers coach. Nice. In Miami, Miami famous. I love him. Oh, he's so good. Anyway, we we could do a whole pod on the Buckeyes. I would just ramble and ramble. Maybe we will. And then we'll no, I don't. I don't think so. My wife's already says one is enough. Tons <laughs> of pods, not children. Got it. Um, so I think the Jets, because they're pretty much bringing their OC and DC are both. Well, the head coach, Robert Salah, I'm assuming the yeah. DC is the same. They're kind of like the 49ers East, because both like everyone's kind of. 49ers ish in terms of their tree they're kind of trying mm-hmm. to recreate that over there 
So I'm excited to see. I'm just assuming with this new, you know, a new head trying to figure out what they're going to do. They're going to try to build kind of like 49ers did. I, uh, I'm interested to see it. My burning question for them is cap space and drafts pick galore. How would you build this team? And can they F it up? Eric, uh, what do you think? Okay, you go, Eric. I, I just don't trust the Jets to do anything, right? Um, so I think probably, yes, they could F this up. Um, I think it's time to move on from uh, Darnold. He seems like a good kid, but he's just not cut out for the NFL. Um, so do you draft? First of all, they already messed this up, I guess, by winning those games uh, <laughs> and giving up Trevor Lawrence. But yeah, so now you're stuck with either Wilson or Fields there. I, I don't know. If, if I'm a, a free agent in the NFL, do I want to sign with the Jets? You know, I, I know it used to be, uh, you know, it'd be cool to live in New York and play for the Jets, but. I don't know if that kind of uh, culture is there now. Um, I think bringing in Salah was the right move. I think he was probably the best available uh, coordinator to bring up to a head coach. I just find a tough path to get, you know, from two and 14 to at least competing in the AFC East. I just, I don't know. I, I don't know where you begin with this team. The defense is okay, I guess, but without knowing any of the moves they do in the future, what do you think their record is going to be oh next boy. year? It's hard to say, I guess, anything less than three wins, four wins. I, They're I don't only going to win four? I guess I Gase mean, is gone. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm too Are high. you higher on them? I, I don't know. I could, I could see them getting the to seven. I could see them getting to seven wins. Seven wins? I was actually going to say seven as well. And the primary reason is Robert Sala. When you have yeah. an energy like that, similar to the Dolphins with Brian Flores, the team just hits another gear. And I think even when they shouldn't be winning, that they will actually win more games than they want. I, I actually think, for me, the reason I say seven, and I've mentioned it in the past, I think this is the best offseason to have cap space. I, uh, I can't think of a better offseason there's going to be so many teams that are having to cut like actual players that are good because the salary cap is so low and less than what they expected i think they're going to be able to get quality starters for not a bad price and they got draft picks i i I think they're probably going to get like richard sherman and those kind of guys this year i don't know okay so i have thoughts um your burning question is great. How would, you, how would you build this team and can they F it up? Yes, they can F it up. They probably will. But here's what they should do, in my opinion, is they should trade Sam Darnold for any pick. Like if a team says, we'll take a fourth for him, I would say, okay, do it. Because I think they should take Wilson uh, with their second overall pick, who's going to be incredible for this team. And I think what you do with this cap is you don't spend it. You don't need players who are going to get you to six wins to seven wins I think what I would do is I would target teams who are trying to dump cap or get rid of some players that are horrible but have a huge cap hit and take them in addition to a pick we see this a lot with the NBA where here take DeMarcus Cousins who's making eight million dollars and we'll throw in a second just for you to hold the contract 
This is what the Jets should be doing with $67 million is drafting young players as well as rostering old, old, highly paid players uh, in exchange for draft picks. I mean, it's a little different. In the NBA, all of those contracts are fully guaranteed. Mm -hmm. The NFL is not exactly that way where you can cut somebody and usually, yes, you you pay the price this year, but the next year you're saving all that money. And sometimes you save money this year too. I see what you're saying though, because there has there have been a couple of trades like that. Uh, the Browns did that who, with the uh, Texans. Who is that quarterback? Ah, I'll look it up. Brock Osweiler. Osweiler. Yeah. yeah. They just traded him. Yeah. They gave him to us and a second round pick for taking right. him. That yeah. was it. That was a trade. For nothing in return. Nothing, nothing that, in return. Uh-huh. Those types of moves, I would have five people on my staff just seeking out those types of contracts and mm-hmm. saying, hey, give us a third. We'll, we'll roster for you. How many people are you going to have on your staff total? <laughs> You're putting five on just something that, like that. This is a priority. This is priority number two this offseason after uh, drafting Zach Wilson for me. All right. He's, so- he's locked in at two, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's awesome. He has such an amazing arm. I think I personally like Justin Fields better. Um, but if you want to, Zach Wilson has a higher ceiling. And I think he probably has a higher likelihood of success over Justin Fields, in my opinion. So one of the questions I was going to ask if one of you was a Darnold defender is, do you actually think he can succeed with weapons? Because the Jets were not built to succeed. I don't know many quarterbacks that would have been great there. I mean, obviously he was bad, but could anybody have actually had a winning record with that team? Like, No. Is there a place Darnold could go where – you know, maybe he turns his career around. San Francisco. I think you can go to San Fran. I don't know. I can't think of yeah, one. I, another team. I, I feel like after the icy ghost things he did on the sideline, I feel like it's going to be tough for him to succeed anywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, who who would be another candidate where he could go? I mean, I, I don't even know where it would be an upgrade. So, but I mean, he's still young, so it's tough to say. Isn't his age similar to? like the rookies this year he's yeah, was, young he was younger coming out yeah i don't know what his age is we'll look that up we'll get uh one of our statisticians on it one of our five staff members yeah he's exactly. 23 he's 23 yeah. I, our editor is actually giving me a head nod right now we're gonna get that information for you guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's, he's 23 he was born in 1997 it's crazy it's pretty young yeah um you know who's not young and who's uh, going to be a future free agent is Frank Gore. Does that guy still uh, deserve a, a spot on an NFL roster? Where did Adam Gase go? Because that's where <laughs> yeah. Gore should go. <laughs> and that's where, he, that's where he will go. Talk yeah. about somebody who's like just never going to retire. Unbelievable. He's awesome. He's so cool. I want to be like Gore. Isn't he like trying to play with his son or something? Like, his son's coming um, out of college so. this year. That'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Such a LeBron thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What else you guys got for the Jets? They're kind of, yeah, too. I mean, they Is have a, a ton of money, right? I mean, what? Yeah. In, in a, a year with a lower cap? I mean, do you just go out and sign everybody? And I, I don't know. I don't know what you do if you're the Jets. Can you get people to come there? Overpay? No, you can't. I mean, they're kind yeah. of like starting from ground one. If you're building a team, 
and you've got this much money, you've got this much picks, and you your offense is bad and your defense is bad. And there's not really a single position group that's great. Yeah, you have some players that you're probably going to want to stick around. You got Marcus May, Quentin Williams, and probably some others I'm missing. But where, where do you invest the resources? Like, what do you, if you were the GM, think is the most important thing to be great at? Like, obviously, the quarterback position. Everyone, we can all agree, if you're great at the quarterback position, your team's probably going to be okay. But what other, like, where would you go, all right, this is the next spot we need to become good to great at. And then everywhere else, we just need to be not horrendous. Offensive line. Offensive line. Yeah. You think it's the next most important Zach position Wilson. group. Yes, absolutely. They did that last year with Mackay Becton. They were, had the vision of saying we should protect Arnold and they got Mackay Becton. That's another one. Mackay Becton is actually another nice piece for them. He, he yeah. when he was healthy, he was great. I think for a rookie. Yeah. Don't overthink it. I mean, just draft offensive line to pair with Zach Wilson. And you have Jamison Crowder as well as Denzel Mims, who, I mean, they're both upgradable, let's be honest. But I think they're both good for what you're trying to do, and that's develop Zach Wilson. And you, you do what, that by, what, by getting an offensive line. If you, What would be your next most important position group to uh, I believe in uh, building a secondary over a defensive line when looking at the defense. So I would go after a secondary next. Okay. What about you, Eric? I, you I like getting a, a solid edge rusher. Uh, I don't know. If you can pressure the other team, take their quarterback's strengths away, I, I feel like that's super important. Um, I know there's a few big names still out there in free agency. Maybe somebody they could sign. I don't know. Uh, what they'd be targeting in the draft after uh, Wilson. But if you sign, you know, I think Von Miller's still out there, Carl Lawson, you know, a guy like that to, to bring in on the edge. I think that helps a lot. But yeah, I think offensive line too is probably blanking probably on his last name. Uh, the Tampa Bay, uh, Shaquille, uh, Shaquille Barrett. Barrett, Shaquille Barrett. He's, yeah. he's a free agent right now. If they don't bring him back to run it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but again, you don't want to. This is what the Jets have done every single year: is they're like, "Who's the best free agent? Let's let's bring him on board." And then if you don't have a good team and you're not plugging in like one hole, which what free agents should plug in one or two holes on your team, then you shouldn't sign free agents. So I, I think you build through the draft and then you plug holes with free agents. This team has holes everywhere, so True. just draft. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. I think. Sorry, I'm getting fired up your... because we're about to hit the Patriots. And I'm like... <laughs> I would agree. I think, I do think you should fill your holes in free agency before the draft so that when you get to the draft, you're not pigeonholed into, all right, True. this is our need. We're going to draft the best guy at this position, even if it's not quote unquote our guy. Mm-hmm. So I'd agree. All right, any other closing thoughts on the Jets before we move on to uh, Hoover's shouting match with himself? (laughs) I'm ready. All right, let's do it. The New England Patriots, uh, they have the third most salary cap, which is $61 and change, which is quite a bit. They're in a great spot, I think, as well as far as salary. Hoover, what do you got uh, for their last two years? All right, I'm going to do last two years. And I'm going to let you guys chat, follow up from what I say. And then I want the floor for just at least 10 minutes. If I hit 10 minutes, <laughs> cut me off. Uh, right, 29- I'll just go to the bathroom. 
2019 uh, on offense, they finished 11th and they had the best defense in 2019, uh, finished 12 and four and had, in my opinion, the, the most, it, it was the lowest energy playoff performance I've seen them have since a fan of losing to Tennessee. Uh, their drafts have been atrocious. They should trade. They should take their draft picks and just use them on anything else. Throw them in the garbage bin because nothing comes from them. In 2020, 23rd on offense, 26 on defense, finished seven and nine. The worst place you want to be in the league. Um, I, I do like their coaching staff still, Bill Belichick. How could you not love him? Uh, Gerard Mayo and Steve Belichick. We're talking. We talked about how Gore brings in his son. Uh, Bill Belichick has two sons on his defensive coaching staff. Steve Belichick's a damn good coach who co-runs the defense with another former player, Gerard Mayo. Uh, we have Josh McDaniels, who's a great offensive coordinator, who I think should have taken a head coaching job a couple years ago because I think that time has passed him. And Troy Brown, who is awesome. He was one of my all-time favorite Super Bowl Patriots, who's a running back special teams coach as well. We have the 15th spot in the draft, and um, that's it. Okay. Well, before we get to our burning question, how much do you think um, in 2019, obviously they were 11th in offense, first in defense. That team was obviously still really good and competed at a high level. I mean, Tom Brady was obviously still there, and that changed the next year. Um, but how much do you think? that uh, um, the bailouts like affected you guys. You had a lot of players decide to not play. And so, and starters. Yeah, I'm going to touch on that in my, oh, my okay. 10 minute rant. <laughs> I was going to say, do you think Bill Belichick's kind of pissed at that seeing as your motto is do your job and they didn't even show up? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, no, their job should be not, let's not be good in 2020. Let's be good in 2021. Which that, that it, be it actually job. becomes their job this next year. But yes. All right. Well, my burning question is, does Bill have enough time slash magic left to reload and run it back one more time? Or do the Pats need a full rebuild? Eric, we'll let you go first. Yeah, thank you. I just want to point out how much I love Steve Bilicek's look uh, in general. His mullet or whatever he has going on is just like, that signature look just does it for me, even though I hate the Patriots, but um, <laughs> I, it's tough, man. I, I think about this a, a decent amount. I, I love Bill Belichick just as a person in the NFL. Obviously he's crushed the bills for 18 years or whatever. Um, you still got to respect what he's done. That, that run that he and Brady had is probably never going to be matched. Um, I don't know if he's got enough. Uh, you know, the whole argument, is it Brady or is it Belichick? <sighs> right now, it looks like Brady. I don't know if there's, you know, a, an actual answer to that question, but. I have an answer. Yeah, I, okay. <laughs> that's one <laughs> well, of the it's, things it's, we'll it's, it's it's not Newton and Belichick. Um, I guess that's for sure. Um, Which they're running it back. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to hear who's going to yell about that. <laughs> You know, I, it's hard for me. So I guess to answer the question, it's really hard for me to doubt Bilicek, but um, I, he's going to have to to sell another soul to the devil or something to get back to where he was, I think. But <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm really curious to see what he has to say. I want to I hear Bob's answer first, then I'll answer it, and then I'll begin my little monologue. 
Uh, does Bill have enough time? I think that's really the part that At I age. question because I think I think he's the best coach of all time. Um, so magic, I I think he still has the magic. I I don't think he's got enough time. I I, I can see these next couple years not going well, and that just like wearing him down. Like, am I am I good enough to do this without Brady? I don't know. Having having some subpar seasons make you uh, consider retirement or uh, get pushed into retirement a little earlier. Um, so I think they should do a full rebuild. I think they should have done it last year, and I think they they effed it up pretty uh, hardcore. I think they, they I think a lot of people they sat out the season thinking, all right, we lost Brady, let's do it. And then I think Bill is too good of a coach, and that's why they won. Because I don't think the roster was very good. They had no weapons on offense. They ran a college like run first with a quarterback offense for most of the season. It was atrocious, but yet they still went seven and nine. They shouldn't have been that good. And the only reason I can think they were that good is Bill Belichick. So I think he still has the magic. I don't know if he has the time. And I think they need to do a hard rebuild. If they do it hard enough, they might, uh, he might have enough time. They might be able to turn it around quick enough, but they re-signed Cam. I think it's going to take too long unless he's just there for trade bait i, I don't know but all right hoof <laughs> let's hear what you got okay go. so do i, I want to I answer your question first and say that they should rebuild but I, I, don't, I don't think bill's priority is actually to get the super bowl in 2021 or 2022 i think if you if you were to have him take a lie detector test gun to his head say what what's a better situation for you Steve Belichick becoming a head coach in three years, or you guys winning a Super Bowl in two. And I think he would want Steve Belichick to be the head coach. So I think he's in a position personally where he's like, I would rather have my sons uh, manage this team, take over, not Josh McDaniels. And therefore I think that that would be his focus and priority. But let me take you back to 2019 because that playoff in the way loss, back machine in the way back machine. Mm-hmm. That playoff loss was the worst loss in the playoffs for the Patriots. And it was a changing of the guard between Brady leaving and then everyone questioning whether Belichick or Brady was a better fit or was the one behind the wheel the whole time. And I think they had an incredible opportunity that they just passed by. And Bob, you mentioned it. First of all, 2020 going into 2020 season Brady leaving the team was a good opportunity for them to tear it down that the second huge opportunity for this team was COVID and they had the ability to opt out players had the ability to opt out freeze their contract and then come back next year and I thought like you said Bob it was going to happen I was thinking oh my god their their whole defense is going to opt out they're going to try to develop these young players. And then in 2021, they're all going to come back. We're going to have an incredibly high draft pick. And we're just going to be able to rebuild that, that offense quickly with that number one defense. And they didn't. They Stephon Gilmore came back. Devin McCourty came back. I don't know why this team signed Cam Newton in the first place last year. And... They were mediocre. They finished 26th on defense, 23rd on offense, when they should have been absolutely horrible on both and just developed some of these horrible draft picks that they've taken the last two years. 
So I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know why Bill Belichick didn't tell Stephon Gilmore, why, why didn't tell Shaq Mason, Devin McCourty, these incredible players to sit out a year and just move your Ross, move your contract year forward is beyond me. Um, if you think about teams who have the ability to even do this, Bill Belichick is one of the only coaches, GMs, who has the job security to say, hey, we're going to be horrible to be good for five, 10 years after we're bad for one year. And they didn't do it. And it doesn't look like things are going to change going to 2020. They brought Cam Newton back for God knows why. We're paying him $14 million who we could have given that money to anybody else. I, he's, he's a horrible quarterback in two ways. One, he's not good enough for them to make the playoffs. Two, he's just good enough for where we're going to be in the middle ground again. So I don't know what this team's thinking. They, they draft Nikhil Harry, who's horrible. I hope they trade him for a six-round pick. Uh, JJ Williams, who's actually a good player, but they have a thousand good corners and safeties. They don't need a, another one. And they drafted one in the second round. Chase Winovic is trash. Damian Harris, never take a running back in the top three rounds. And then Jared Stidham in the fourth round, who's just garbage. Kyle Duggar is the only, only, only good piece, in my opinion, from this Michael last draft. Michael In addition to, in addition to Michael Owenu. Okay. Who's, All right. Who's a guard tackle? I was about but, to offer a hard rebuttal. You interrupted rebuttal, me. Rebuttal, but argument. <laughs> you, so Michael Owenu is a guard who played right tackle, who was damn good last year, and they took him in the sixth round. What? So what did they do this year? This offseason, Marcus Cannon's coming back. And they traded for Trent Brown, who they don't need. And now we're paying Trent Brown $11 million to play right tackle where Michael Owenu was just fine at right tackle. So now we have four tackles on a team where we need to plug in all these other holes. And last thing I'll say, and then I'll, I'll, I'll jump off. Last year's draft for tight ends was the worst in history. And we drafted two in the third round. <laughs> I, if you just had the, the foresight to say, let's wait a year. Maybe we can be bad enough to get Kyle Pitts or the tight end that's from Penn State. But let's not draft based off of need. Let's draft, let's draft the best player available. And they didn't do it. They just drafted two tight ends because they need to plug holes who are just, they would never start in the NFL. It's so stupid. It's not how you're supposed to build a team through the draft. You're supposed to draft the best available player, in my opinion, all the time, and then plug in the holes through free agency. And this team doesn't do anything through free agency, and they draft need-based in the draft, which is why their last two drafts have been absolutely garbage. And if I went back to 2018, 2017, 2016, you would say there's no starters in these drafts either because, again, mm -hmm. they, just, they just draft because of need. Hmm. All right. Well, do you feel better? Uh, I heard you banging the table there a little bit. It's so stupid when, when you're rooting for a team who is the perception of them is, oh, they're so smart. They know what they're doing, but they're not. They're not any different than half these other teams who are horrible. And okay, two, two other points. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Two other points. If, if, at the beginning of every season, if I were a GM, I want to do a GM podcast. If I were a GM, I, I, I would say it. that's almost what we're doing right now. But do we do we have an opportunity to be a top 10 team in the NFL? If the question is, is 
no, we do not, then you should tear it down or opt out, which they have the opportunity to do to be good in the future. Because if you're just trying to be seven and nine, eight and eight, try to be a fringe wildcard team, you're never going to be a Super Bowl contending team year in, year out. And this team is down this path where in the next five years, we're going to look at an opportunity in the 2019, 2020 offseason as a huge missed opportunity to be really good, really quick. I, I do agree with your uh, stance on top 10 team. And like, if, if you were to rank right now, like who you think the favorites are to win the Super Bowl, and you rated them top 10, you know, that's the teams that shouldn't be carrying it down because they legitimately have a shot. Injuries could go whatever way or players could develop. You hit on draft picks. But I, I actually look at it a little differently. I think, yes, the roster is important, but I think as far as the rebuild goes, you should – I look at it from top 10 quarterback. Do you have one of the top, you know, 8 to 10 quarterbacks? Because then yeah, my number all it seven. is, is – your, your number seven? Yeah. yeah, I think I think 10 like uh, we talked about it uh, last week with Kirk Cousins. And I think he's kind of like the line where like if you're not if you're not better than Kirk Cousins, <laughs> go find a different quarterback. Like just keep swinging the bat until you get one who's better. I, I that's my how I usually look at it. But I guess my next question for the Pat or where I think we should uh, take this conversation about them, because I think we all agree that. You know, they're not going to win a Super Bowl, so we probably think they should rebuild. You guys have a ton of cap, and, and that's mostly because of your free agents. You've got a ton of them. I'm going to read a couple. Joe Tooney's a guard who may be the best guard in free agency. Uh, Jason McCourty, uh, he's, he's a solid corner, but he's old, so that's probably a good he's gone. You got James White, who's a rotation running back for you guys. Uh, uh, I don't know, Jim, Brian Hoyer, probably good riddance. Bob, right? Let uh, me cut you off and say all these guys should leave. They, they I, all I, don't I, need to be on the team. They're all horrible players, aside I from Joe Tooney. J.C. Jackson might be one you would consider. It's, he's a solid corner, and he's young. Like, when you guys actually eventually get to the point where you're competing again, which, say, that's four years, he's still young enough to be a contributor. Sure, but... I'd rather take a comp pick. All right. That's fair. Do you think um, they should trade Gilmore or some of these other like staples on your team, like Julian Edelman, just because by the time you get good, their age is going to be an issue where they're not really, they're not worth what they are now. If you traded them. Of course. And everybody's saying that everyone's thinking it, but they're not thinking it. They're thinking, Oh, we could be good next year. What, what makes you think they're going to be good next year? There's, there's nothing that from the last season where you're going to go, oh, this is a bright spot. This is a bright spot. We have the potential to be good. The fact that they brought Cam back tells me that this team is going to not trade Gilmore. They're not going to move off of Julian Edelman. And they're going to try to make the playoffs. And they're, it's just going to be a train wreck. Yeah, they should trade him. They should trade Gilmore for – I'd be happy – if they trade him for a fourth round pick, truthfully, um, I don't want him on the team because he makes us good. He makes us so much better. He's the best corner or the top thir- three corners in the league. We need to get players like that off this team and exchange them for draft picks. And again, with draft picks, draft based off of best available. Yeah. So I think it's funny that uh, you want to trade them for draft picks, but 
Belichick has been just historically bad with draft picks. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah, it, it's just a really tough spot. Uh, I, yeah, rock in a hard place type of situation. Exactly. Like, yeah, let's get these trade these guys for picks and then botch the picks. Again, I, I think it changes though if if you if you look at the draft in a different point of view, mm-hmm. and I don't think they've done that the last couple of years. In 2019, they're like, we need more weapons for Brady, so they draft to kill Harry, who the receiving class you could have drafted anybody and you would have got a good receiver. AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, they drafted the worst one first. It's like my boy, my boy Scary Terry McLaurin. Scary mm-hmm. Terry, Debo, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, sorry, he's getting it's hot. okay. It's okay. Uh, be vulnerable, Hoover. It's okay to cry. <laughs> so I want to ask you, Hoover. Do you think at at some point? Robert Kraft steps up and, and goes to talk to Bill and is like, we need to, to, to turn things around. Let's not try to win. I mean, I don't think there's any way you could tell Bilicek, you know, let's, let's just tank this year or let's start the rebuild. I, I just don't think he has that in his DNA. I, I, this is what I don't understand. Who doesn't have that in their DNA? Like who, who's <laughs> thinking of a situation going, even if it's worse off in the future, I'm going to give it my all. Mm-hmm. Who's that short-sighted to think like that? Especially a, 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 a GM quarterback, or sorry, sorry, GM coach who's been this good in the past. My my hope is that he would look at things in the two to three year perspective rather than a year out, year in, year out, like most teams do. Um, and he has the job security to tank. They should have done this last year. We should have been in these conversations with Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence. We, we could have been one of those teams and we could have brought back all of our defense and we would have been in an incredible situation. Hmm. So you got a lot of money and you don't want to spend any of it, any of it because you want to suck, right? Yeah, I want to do <laughs> what I said the Jets should do. I want, to, I want to sell these players for draft picks and I want to take on contracts for draft picks when possible. And I said the Jets should hire five people on their staff to do it. The, the Patriots should take their whole staff and do that because this is, should be priority number number one because they don't have a good draft pick to make it a priority number one. That's a that's a decent segue. You guys have the, first, uh, the 15th pick overall. What in your mind is the best scenario for that pick? Do you, do you want to see them trading up if like hypothetically you could get into whatever pick you needed to get to, to get, you said earlier, there's four quarterbacks who should go picks one, two, three, and four. Mm-hmm. Like, would you want to trade up knowing the situation we just kind of laid out that they need to be tanking, but that's because I think in your mind, you're not able to get one of those four. Is there yeah. a situation where you would look, like, what would you want to do? Or like, would you want to, what quarterback would you want? Do anything to get a top four pick to get one of these quarterbacks. Do anything. Um, I, I there's there's no way that we're going to be able to pull that off when teams like potentially the Eagles and all these other that the Lions ha- are are in need of a quarterback and have the ability and a higher draft pick and the assets to move up. We don't have any leg to stand on. We have the 15th pick where nobody wants the 15th pick, and we don't have any assets to give what are you going to take 15th pick and Gilmore to move up to four? Like they're not going to do that. Nobody does that. Uh, you'd have to trade Dante Hightower. And at this point you're getting rid of all these incredible players who 
have been keystones for the Patriots. And then you bring in a young quarterback and then a good offensive line. That's it. But I think that's I what would, they should do. I would actually say one of the things that's uh, maybe hindering your ability to trade up, like, is the fact that the teams who own the number two and the number three overall pick are in your division and they don't want mm, you to have a quarterback. Yeah, they the are Jets aren't going to trade, trade with us. The Dolphins yeah. aren't going to make us better. It's like just... the Dolphins would actually be the only one that would maybe consider it because they may believe in Tua. They're not going to do it with you. They do it with a different team. Yeah, exactly. So really, it's the Falcons or bust. Yeah, and what the Falcons think, probably, probably want a quarterback as well. I mean, uh, I, I don't know do. what you could what you could package to move up to four. Um, yeah, without without a better pick. I mean, 15 is tough. Um, and, and then even if you do get to four, you're left with the scrap. I mean, is it, is it Fields at four, most likely? Um, is Fields or Lance, you, you would yeah, think. Fields or Trey Lance. Um, you know, is that – do you want to wait another year? Um, so let's it, let's it, assume I, we can't trade up. I, I think with the 15th pick, you take Mac Jones. And you, yeah. you hope to God, like in years past, he's – the quarterback who was taken way too late and hypothetically should have been taken second or third out of the quarterbacks. Um, because the only team this, the only way this team's going to turn around is if they change the quarterback position and nothing tells me that this team is thinking that way by bringing back cam for year two. When, when I saw that I was beyond furious because that just tells me we're going to be bad again. We're, we think we can be good. Why are we paying some shitty quarterback $14 million when, when he threw the ball deep, he spiked the ball five yards. It's he's so bad. And we have Jared Sinem who people are like, he's the next Brady or he's the next Garoppolo. He can't even start over Cam Newton. Cam Newton's like the 40, 50th best quarterback in the league. And we're starting him and paying him $14 million. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe that number when I saw it. They resigned him. I was like, oh, okay, it's probably be pretty cheap. But when I saw fourteen, I kind of cringed for you. Uh, yeah. oh, if it was it's... forty thousand dollars, which I think inter- <laughs> nobody makes forty thousand dollars a year, I would have been furious. Yeah, <laughs> we paid him fourteen million dollars. The fourteen, yeah. Bob, oh, Eric, do, do you guys think that was a? I mean, am I crazy thinking bringing Cam back for year two is a a bit horrible idea? I mean, as a Bills supporter, I, I like it, but um, yes. I, I don't know. What else can you do? Like, I, I it would have been cool to see, like, a trade like they made for Matt Stafford, to just shake something up with another player that's already in the league. Um, I, I would like Sam Darnold, but again, the Jets yeah, have Sam Darnold. They're not going to trade him to the Patriots. Yeah. Um, who's some other rumored quarterbacks? Would you take Derek Carr? No. Mm-hmm. This goes back to my philosophy of if you don't have a seven, a top seven quarterback, and w- w- I think we should definitely do a GM show about like different philosophies. But if you don't have a top seven quarterback, you your number one priority should be to get one and trade, tank, do whatever it takes to get a top seven quarterback. That should be your priority. And if you're trading for quarterbacks who are 10, 15, 20 ranked, that's not the move. The reason I think it's a decent move for Sam Darnold is because a he's young, and my guess is the Jets want to move off, move off him, and the Patriots aren't going to be good next year. Like just spin the wheels on a guy like that, see what you got. What about uh, I'll throw another one at you. Say hypothetically Atlanta wants a quarterback at four, 
would you take Matt Ryan? He's fringe top eight, ten no. range. No. no on Matt you, Ryan? No. Because, okay, you plug in Matt Ryan with the – you're basically exchanging Brady for Matt Ryan and say, hey, beat the Titans who they couldn't beat. There's no way this team is going to be able to do anything better than what they were able to do in 2019 when the team was A, younger, and had Tom Brady as their quarterback. And we saw the difference Brady made from going from uh, Patriots to Tampa. To Tampa, Tampa lost Jameis Winston, and they were like a 7-9 team, and they won the Super Bowl. We lost Brady, and like there, there's no quarterback that's replaceable as well as available that we'd be able to insert that would make sense unless we were able to somehow get Wilson or um, Watson, which is just not, not possible. All right. So if I was your psychiatrist and I said, <laughs> who, well, you know what? I'm not your psychiatrist. If I was a genie and I said, who, if I'm going to grant you one wish. Yes. And it, but it has to be for your NFL football team. What, what one wish would you have to like make this team, make yourself have a good year next year and not just upset the whole time. Cause I've heard you scream at the TV, but yeah, I mean, uh, obviously I love this team. Uh, there's been so many of like my, a lot of my life has been watching this team succeed. So if I were a genie, I, like I don't even want to be good. I don't know. No, no, be... no. I'm a genie. Okay. You're, you're giving me a wish. Sorry. Yeah. I, I wouldn't even want to be, one of the worst teams next year because I think the quarterbacks next year are horrible. I think uh, Trey Lance is better than the were the best quarterback in next year's class. So we're going to be in a situation where in 2021, if we were to tank, we're drafting a quarterback who's not going to be good, just like Sam Darnold was, and just like Carson Wentz was, and just like when these teams take these quarterbacks who in the top five picks who are just not good. That's my view on the 2021 class. <laughs> you um, don't like Sam Howell from North no, Carolina? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't like Sam right. Howell. Oh, um, what about the uh, Oklahoma guy? Um, Spencer Rattler. Rattler. Yeah. He, I think he's he, my dark horse. I like him. Does he have another year? He's six. He one. can come out next year. Okay. He can. Okay. He, so he's six one. He's not super quick, but he has a good arm. But my, my least favorite thing about him is he's an absolute punk. He got kicked out of high school early and now he's playing with Oklahoma and he I don't think he's any good I think he he reminds me so much of like a Johnny Menzel type character who I would never want on this team um so let me let me step back and say if I were a genie I would say um, you're not the genie I'm the genie okay sorry you get one (laughs) wish I don't know if you know how genies work (laughs) I would say no wishing for more wishes I would say cut cam now Cut Cam now, start Jared Stenham, and trade everybody. You're not really taking advantage of this wish, I think. Yeah, what a shitty wish. My, you don't want wish, Patrick Ma- you can wish for Patrick Mahomes. My wish would have been to go Deshaun back in Watson. time. Deshaun Watson. Yeah. For like, I mean, something. My wish would have been to go back in time and do, redo the last offseason over, which I was uh, pounding on the table to say tank for Lawrence. What an awesome opportunity to do it, and they just didn't. And Oh, I, I hate this situation. One, one last thing, sorry. Um, Bob, I remember when we were in college and I was, you were watching the Buckeyes and it was the year where they weren't actually able to compete for a title because of sanctions. And you're watching them and rooting for them and you're like, 
oh, I want them to win. And I remember asking you, why are you watching a team who doesn't have the ability to win anything? And you said, because they're my team. And you said, if the Patriots were bad, wouldn't you watch their games? And I can, I can definitively say, no. Last year, I watched three <laughs> games of theirs last season because oh. I'm so annoyed at this team. The only games I watched were Arizona because I wanted to watch Murray. I watched the Monday Night Football, Sunday Football game with Seattle, and then their first game of the season. That's it. I have the ability to watch every single game that the Patriots play. I didn't want to watch this team because I'm so annoyed with their direction. So you didn't watch week two, presumably because they actually looked really good in week one and that upset you? Yes. Okay. Interesting. I don't, I don't want to watch this team if they're going to try to win. And I knew that was the direction from the start. Yeah. I mean, I guess I've had a lot of training uh, rooting for teams that have nothing to play for because I'm a Browns fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We know that Gabe. I yeah. care more about kind of turned around in Buffalo, but yeah, know, the Bills been... the Bills have had their their share of time yep. rooting for a team that you're you really weren't rooting for anything other than exactly. to root. But oh, I think we've spent card. enough time on the Patriots. I hope you feel better who I don't. That was actually worse. This is why <laughs> venting and, and discussing things. Yeah, hold it really all in. Good. That's what they just say. Just is bundle best. it in. Bundle it in and, and then just uh don't hope you don't ever have to, you know. <laughs> commit suicide uh, <laughs> but honestly if you're suffering from depression uh get a call call someone you know there's plenty of hotlines out there it's not a joke logic logic the artist made an incredible song about it so that's the number all right well can we all agree uh the bills are probably the favorite to win the division we don't need to spend too much time on that and unless watson somehow makes his way to miami i think i told you I mean, see even if you were to go back then, and do that question you would say watson would make me the most scared so i think that's what the dolphins should do yeah um all right yeah I any think closing thoughts eric got any closing thoughts i i'm ready for another season man i i always really look forward to the draft i'm stoked buffalo's got some really good cornerstones on offense and defense Diggs is better than jefferson uh <laughs> Yeah, I'm curious to see what happens with Tua. Uh, the Jets still stink, and the Patriots. Good yeah. luck, Cam, I guess. I All right. Know. Who, closing thoughts on every team but the Patriots? We've heard enough. Uh, I, I'm happy for Buffalo. I, I think, s sincerely, like, I, I'm happy the team is good. It, it's so fun to watch them be competitive. And um, fuck Miami. Fuck the Jets, but most of all, <laughs> fuck the Patriots because oh, I'm so annoyed. Clip it, clip it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, if uh, you've been listening this long, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And uh, this has been uh, Across the Middle. See ya. Thanks. <laughs>